This episode is sponsored by Visual Media. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business looking to take your brand to the next level? Then Visual Media is the service for you. Visual Media is a video production company who specializes in creating high-quality visual content for social media, websites, and online courses. Head over to Visual Media on Instagram and drop Resilience in their DM to get started. That's V-Z-U-A-L-M-E-D-I-A underscore to get started. What's up, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, the number one podcast for anyone looking to have a greater human experience. What's going on, everyone? This is Resilience in Action with Aaron Brown, and we are here with Ernest James. He's the host of... Uh, the Deal to Heal podcast. Um, I'm not even going to butcher his bio. I'm going to just go ahead and let him take the wheel. Ernest, thank you for being here. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Right, right. First of all, let me say thank you for, for having me on. Uh, again, my name is Ernest James. Um, I'm a person that uh, does a little bit of everything, sort of, uh, sort of, kind of. Uh, at my core, I'm just a person who loves people and loves helping people. Um so I am the host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Um, uh, what else do I do? I am a speaker. I am an author. Uh, I am a minister. You know, go on and on. But again, at the at the core of who I am, I'm just a person who loves people and love helping people. And so that's what I do. Person that loves people and loves to help people. You are a man of service. I love I, that. I try to be. I love that. I love that. Um, so let's start with your podcast. When did that start and how did you come up with the concept? Okay, so uh originally, uh my original platform when I got on Instagram, I had a male mentoring program mm-hmm. uh, uh, Man Up, which stands for uh men activating newly untapped potential. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do some more stuff with that. I kind of got away from it. Uh, uh, you'll see why in a second. So that was my original platform. Uh, when I came on Instagram as a, uh, speaker, just reaching out to young men, uh, to help, you know, motivate young men. And so, uh, in the midst of that, um, I was married for, uh, 10 years, I think it was. And we were like right in the middle of the 10 around year five or six and started having some problems in my marriage. And so in working that out and figuring out what was the cause of it, I realized that a lot of it came from the uh, differences in upbringing. Mm-hmm. So I was raised as a uh, in a household with my mom and my dad uh, my whole life. She was raised from a single mother household. And so you got these two people that's raised in two different environments that come together and try to, you know, build a home together. Mm-hmm. And so those upbringing and those differences start, you know, start to rub each other wrong because we're just different, yeah. you know? And so in the midst of that, I started to realize that, you know, I went back in my mind through my dating history and I realized that every woman I ever dated was a fatherless daughter. Mm-hmm. And so coming up to that, I said, like, well, either I'm attracted to them or they're attracted to me for whatever reason. And so what can I do to help? You know, what can I do to help help that, uh, you know, that group of people? And so I started a uh, page on Instagram called Friend to Fatherless Daughters. And in this page, I talk, you know, from a man's point of view, but I talk about fatherless daughters and, you know, the father's role and, and things like that. And so in the midst of starting that, you know, and again, I just started it just to help, you know, it still wasn't my main focus. Um, but in the midst of that, I was going on a personal journey. Uh, and this is kind of a long story, but <laughs> but I was going on a personal journey and uh, I was doing some self-development and some things, you know, within myself and, you know, finding my own purpose and all of that. And so in the midst of that, God gave me a, a quote and the quote says, pain births purpose. Purpose births progress, and progress is the evidence that God is at work. Mm. And so going back, I had already had the the, uh, Man Up page, you know, and I was already doing that, and it was, you know, making some traction. But when I started the Friend to Fatherless Daughters page, it took off by itself, you know, it just took off. And so I'm like, all right, God, you know, you said where the the, uh, progress is the evidence that that's where you are, and so that's where I went. I said, well, let me follow that. Uh, in the midst of that, I was asked to be on a podcast. Never done a podcast before. 
did a podcast. Uh, after that one podcast, I ended up doing about five or six podcasts. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the gentlemen who was over one of the podcasts uh, that I was on, I had the opportunity to meet him in person uh, when I went to the state where he were at and we sat down for breakfast. And just in the midst of conversation, he was like, you should have your own podcast. And so I said, okay, you know, I thought I'll think about it, whatever. And so upon thinking about it and also, you know, uh, having a, a message and also being in, in the, the speaking world, mm -hmm. you know, as a motivational speaker or, or a public speaker, however you want to say it, you know, you're always looking for the opportunity for someone to give you a chance to speak on their platform. And so a podcast was kind of like the answer to what I needed. Number one, it allowed me to get my own message across, but then it also gave me a platform where I didn't have to wait, you know, for the opportunity to speak on someone else's platform. Mm -hmm. And so I uh, kind of put two and two together. Um, but the 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 motto or the, the name Deal to Heal, um, to be honest with you, I don't know when it came, you know, it, it came like in the process. It was just like in the process of it. And the, the, the model came first, you know, deal with your problems, heal with the pain, fulfill your purpose, you know? And so that was just, that came to me. And so I was using that model. And so as I began to, you know, grow up on myself and even begin to think about the podcast and what was the message I wanted to give, I didn't want to only deal with, you know, the fatherless daughters. I didn't only want to deal with you know, uh, the man up, the the male mentoring. I wanted to deal with everything, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whoever was hurting, whatever era we were hurting at. And so that's how the name became, you know, Deal to Heal with E. James, because I'm like, hey, we're going to work and we're going to try to address as many areas as we can. And so, you know, I address my, my areas from my point of view, but then I have guests on and who's, you know, an expert uh, in their own right in their own field. And then we talk about addressing whatever the issues that, you know, that they address. And so I just try to have a real, uh, well-rounded, you know, podcast and try to help as many people as I can. So that's, that's the, uh, the long and short of it, <laughs> of how I ended up, you know, how I got here. And so, uh, through the podcast real, you know, that's, that's where we met. And so here we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, podcasting, has brought me into the the orbits of so many different people from so many different backgrounds and upbringings. And um, I think it's kind of cool that this one thing brings so many people together and mm -hmm. they're able to speak and share their stories and experiences with other people in hopes that the information that they share will help someone down the line. Yeah. You know, and then, you know I, one of the things that I, I love about it because I get to have conversations, mm -hmm. right? Conversations that I usually wouldn't have uh, necessarily with the people in my circle, you know, because a lot of times we grow up uh, and we're, you know, we're the one, you know, in our circle, like we're the one, we're the one to, to get out. We're the one to press forward. We're the one to have a bigger vision mm -hmm. than the block that we stay on. You know, and so because you're the one, you're the only one. So you can't, you're not necessarily having these conversations that you want to have. You know, you're not having the business conversations, the entrepreneur conversations, because everybody else is, you know, is still in the box and they like, no, we cool in this box, yeah. you know? And so you're the only one that got out. And so you're looking for rooms and people to have these conversations that, you know, you're having with yourself. And so that's the thing that I love about it since I, since I started, you know, I get to meet all these people and I get to have these different conversations, you know, and even some of the best part of the conversations is the part that we don't record, you know, it just, <laughs> I was recording yesterday, I was recording with a young lady yesterday and we, you know, meeting for the first time, you know, online through the, through the, uh, um, Zoom or whatever. And we're having a conversation and we probably was like 40 minutes in. You know, and I'm like, all right, we got to stop because we got to start over because we ain't even started recording. <laughs> We're just talking, you know, and having this conversation and all this stuff is like, man. And so that's like, to me, the best part about it because you get to have these conversations with people from different places, with different experiences, and you all like-minded, you know, because you all have a vision for more. 
Mm-hmm. You all have a vision to help people. You know, you all have a vision to step outside of, you know, the little box that you were born in or the little box that you are used to. And so you're able to have these conversations. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that I value more, you know, and I was talking to someone the other day about, you know, uh, people want to start businesses and stuff. And I'm like, you got to find something that that touches you, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm going on a year, uh, in, a, in a couple of weeks, I'm going on a year of podcasting. You know, I made no money. You know what I'm saying? They're like, you know, everybody, you know, different ways you want to monetize and all that stuff. I've done none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, is it costing me money? Yes. But I love it. I love the conversations. I love the people. So if I never make any money from it, I'm still going to do it because now I have this outlet that I love and I'm able to meet all these new people and, you know, things like that. So that that's a, a big part of it. You got to find something that you love. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to have hosting these hosting and podcast um, with the, like an interview aspect to it, it allows you to hold space for those individuals who uh, may not have had the opportunity to share their stories or mm-hmm. may have found it to be a little difficult to, you know, answer a certain question or whatever the case may be. And I love interviewing and being able to connect with my guests and make them feel comfortable. And like you said, have the conversation. This is so important Uh, because a lot of the stuff that we're talking about absolutely needs to be talked about, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. And, And getting that, getting the perspective from other people, because we could sit and do a solo, solo episodes like the whole time. Right. Right. But we're only getting our perspective. When you add in that extra element of the other person, boom, that's a whole nother perspective that we may not yeah. have even seen. We, we wouldn't be privy to. And what a disservice that that could potentially do to our listeners, you know? So yeah. one, of, one of the things that I that I like uh, since I've been doing it, and, and this has happened a couple of times, is, you know, you got your guests, you know, you vetted your guests, you got your topics, you know what they're about, you know what you're about. And so you got your, you know, your list of questions that you want to ask in the midst of your conversation. And then when you get started, the conversation goes a whole nother way. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I've had to have a couple, uh, a couple of times. And then, you know, my guests may be like, well, I know this wasn't the way it was supposed to go. And I say, no, this is exactly where it's supposed to go. Yep. You know, it's going to go where it's, where it's going because it's someone that needs to hear it. Yep. You know, so I was on a, I was on a call with a young lady who um, her, her message was about, um, uh, you know, believing in your dreams and bringing your dreams to reality. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of her reality, she had recently lost her mom and her dad, mm. right? And so in the midst of that conversation, we started talking about grief uh, because I also had lost my mom. My dad's still here, but I had lost my mom too. And so we started talking about grief and, and that process and going, you know, that's kind of where the, the topic kind of went, you know? She's like, well, you know, I know that what we came to talk about and I'm like that's exactly what we came to talk about Absolutely. because that's the way it went mm-hmm. you know and I'm like so that's my platform I'm like look we're here for healing and wherever that healing takes us wherever the conversation takes us is because somebody needs to hear it you know and somebody you know needs it and, and not it, only somebody else needs it and as I was explaining to her this might be what we needed mm-hmm. you know, to be able to have this conversation with each other and I, I remember telling her um, you know after my mom had passed, I remember watching a a, uh, a church service uh, with Bishop T.D. Jakes, mm-hmm. and it was around Mother's Day, mm. and he was, you know, doing his message, and one of the things he talked about in his message was people coming up to him and telling him that, you know, I feel sorry, you know, my condolences, I feel sorry for you because, you know, you lost your mom. And what he was saying, he didn't necessarily say it to them, but on the inside, he said, you saying you feel sorry for me, but I feel sorry for you because I know a pain that you still have to feel. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've already felt it. I've already dealt with it. I'm already dealing with it and healing from it. But you still have no idea of what that pain is. And unless you go first, eventually you're going to have to face it. You know, eventually you're going to have to feel it. And so 
just to be able to have that conversation with someone who's been through it. Because a lot of times we say, you know, I'm sorry for, you know, sorry for your loss. Or I know how you feel. But unless you've actually lived through it, you don't really know how yeah. I feel. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, I, I can't even say it's comforting, you know, because sometimes it's not even comforting and, and definitely depending on the person and where they are in their own grief journey, they might not want to hear it, you know, because they might be offensive about it. Like, no, you don't know how I feel, you know, and go that whole way. Um, but I know people mean good when they mm -hmm. say it, you know, um, but until you have actually lived that and walked through that, you know, you really don't know what that's like, you know, yeah. to to uh, lose a parent. You it's, know. it's a it's a very, very. Hmm. It's a. It's a void that never, ever, ever really that will ever be healed. You know, yep. and it will never be filled. We just learn how to live every day a little better. You know, how to live with that void. Um, I lost my, my dad in 2006, um, right before my, my high school graduation, he passed away. And, you know, that's something I, that's a, that's a pain. That's a pain that I deal with every single day. Um, and it breaks my heart when I see posts or people who are just now going through what I had to go through those mm -hmm. several, several years ago. Because I know, you know, like you said, you you know what it is, you know what that pain is. So yeah, definitely. And it, and it sneaks up on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it sneaks up on you <laughs> and, and so like it's been it's been um, it's been over ten years now mm -hmm. uh, since since my mom passed. And and I tell anybody, it, it just kind of depends on the day. Because one does. day you wake up and it feel like it's been ten years. You know, and the next day you wake up and it feel like it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, and and sometimes even in the midst of your your journey and your your healing and your processing of it, you forget, right? So some years ago, um, this was after my mom passed. Some years ago, so I'm in the Chicago land area, and so I don't know if it was all on the news and stuff about this one cemetery um, that had been stacking bodies. You know, they've been stacking bodies and all kinds of stuff at this yeah. one cemetery. Well, we have family members that's buried at that cemetery, mm -hmm. including my grandmother, right? And so when all this hit the news and they were talking about it and people trying to find out, you know, where their loved one's at or if their loved one is even where they said they at, you know, this whole thing. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to call my mama so, you know, we can go check on my grandmother or whatever. And I'm like, oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mom, mama's not here. You know what I mean? So I can't make that phone call. But it's even, it's, it's even you know, like I said, in that process, you know, you get to a point that you've dealt with it so long that you forget about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You forget the reality of it until it faces you in the face again. Like, oh, right. You know what I mean? You know? So, yeah. Yeah, that's the that's a never-ending journey. The, the grief journey is a never-ending journey. Um, but uh there is some some benefits of it. There is some benefits that comes along with it. Um, because it forces us to look at, you know, our reality. You know, and I was even having this conversation um that there are some benefits to death because it forces those of us who are still alive to analyze where we are in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, it forces us to analyze our relationships, yeah. you know, it forces us to analyze some of the things that we may have said and, and done, you know, is whatever I got into an argument with my sister about, is it really that serious that we're not talking? Because I don't know if I'm promised tomorrow to able to, to make up for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it forces us to have these different conversations and it even forces us to look at ourselves as far as our dreams. You know, uh, one of the questions that I've, I've been asked over the years is why do God, you know, take the good people? You know, and so we, we sometimes we go through that like, you know, my mom was this and my mom was an upstanding person and she was great. But then you got this person over here whose mom is, you know, on a whole nother level. And it's like, why didn't he take her? You know, and I'm like, well, he took the good ones because the good ones are ready. And the rest of us who are still here, that means we ain't ready yet. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? So he's giving us a little more time to get right. <laughs> you know, and so, <clears throat> so I, I look at it from that way. 
I try to, you know, have others look at it from that way. Like, you know, we have a work to do, you know, and, and even with my mom, my mom, my grandmother was a pastor. And when my grandmother passed away, my mom became the pastor. And so when my mom passed away, you know, it went, it didn't go to me, but it went down. But in my journey as a minister, I ended up becoming a, an executive pastor of a church that I helped start, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so it's like, you, you have to look at, you look at the, the mantle that's being passed down. You know, your mom, my grandmother had a job to do. And when she was finished, God took her. And then that mantle went to my mom. My mom had a work to do. And when she was finished, God took her. And so that mantle fell on the next person. But me looking at that makes me say, okay, what is, what is my job? What is the work that God has for me to do? Because I don't know when, you know, when that's going to be over for me, when that time period is going to be over. So I have to do what I need to do to get to that next level and to carry out the vision, you know, that God gave me, whatever that vision is. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting and a little comforting in looking at it from that perspective. Um, just knowing that you're still here because you still have work to do. You know, there's still things that need to be done that only you can do. Right. That's why. Um, I, I struggled with uh, not wanting to be on this earth for a very long time. And through the years, I've come to learn that I still had things to do. And I truly believe that this podcast and just being able to have these, these types of conversations are a big, big reason as to why none of those attempts ever worked. They all failed, right. you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's comforting, like, okay, now, now I know. Let me walk in my purpose. Let me, let me show up in my life the way I know I'm supposed to be showing up every single day, yeah. you know? And, that, and, that, and so that even goes back to, uh, like you said, uh, you, we all have a work to do. Right. So I remember when my mom passed, when my mom passed, I was in the midst of a, a, a dark place in my life mm-hmm. because I was dealing with uh, what I call the double D's. I was in debt. I was uh, going through a divorce. I was depressed. Then my mom died, mm-hmm. you know, and so all of this in the same time period. And so when all that started building up and all this stuff started happening, and so you find yourself in this low point where it's like, you know what, it's, it's too much. You know, I, I can't take anymore, you know, or I don't want to take anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was in that place too, where I even started contemplating suicide, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, but luckily and, and blessed for me, you know, I was able to come out of that place with some, some, some work and some help from some loved ones, you know, and even thinking about, you know, my purpose on this earth, even before all of this, Mm -hmm. you know, my one purpose that I have is to be a father to my daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter is, my daughter is our only child uh, by me and her mom. You know, we only have one, one biological child and that's my daughter. And at that time, my daughter probably was like maybe seven or eight, you know, so still fairly young. And even coming up to that point, she had lost you know, some different people in her, in her life. She had already lost her grandmother on her mother's side. And so now she was losing my mother also, you know? And so just at her young age, she had already been through a lot of grief and dealing with, you know, losing people. And so that was one of the things that I had to come to terms with. Like, if I was to take my life and I'm not here, who's going to look after my daughter, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and then not only who's going to look after her, but what would that do to her? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how would that affect her? You know, because I know even beforehand and even afterwards, you know, it would be days we'll be playing, you know, I'll be playing with her and then she would just stop and then she would start crying. And I would like, you know, what's wrong with, you know, what's the problem? And she'd be like, I miss my grandmother's. You know what I mean? And so just taking in that now, just like, what if, what if I did that? You know, yeah. what if I wasn't here? You know, if she's having that kind of emotion, just thinking about her grandmothers who, you know, sometimes was around, sometimes wasn't because, you know, we had our own space or whatever. But then the person who you're with every single day. And my daughter is a, a, a daddy's girl, you know, so it was me and her all the time. So I'm like, what would that have done to her? 
to take the one person that you you love the most, you know, and you're with the most, you spend the most time with, and then now that person is gone, mm -hmm. you know, especially at the age that she was to to even not even really know how to start to process that, yeah. you know. Um, but thank God I never had to find out, mm. you know, uh, because it, it didn't go that far. But I was able to be put in the place where I was thinking like that. Yes. That I said, if for nothing else, I got to stay here for her, you know. And so thank God that I did stay. And now, you know, my purpose was added on to, yeah. to be able to do the podcast and things like that and, and reach other people, you know, on a, on a grander scale. But at the at the root of it, you know, just to be able to say, if for nobody else, I'm standing here for this little girl that I'm responsible for, yeah. you know. And so she's 19 now, uh, grown and in college and doing her thing. So, you know, but yeah, I, I think about that sometimes. It's like, you know, where, where, where would she be? Yeah. You know, not even talking about me, but where would she, she be had I not been here? Yeah. And shout out to the the support system you had through that time that was able to help you um, see when it was really, really difficult for you to see. Yeah. That's, um, that's a major key into having a greater human experience is making sure you surround yourself with, the, with people who, who want good for you people who breathe yeah. life into you, people who hold you up and hold you accountable and inspire you to live every single day. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's where these these communities come from. And and that's why even the 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 podcast community, you know, and that's why I'm I'm so happy to be in it, to mm -hmm. learn about it and to to, you know, realize the the power that it has because I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were saying you know just growing up from where they grew up at you know was like the the positive influence is like it's not there you know the, yeah. these other things is not there so it's like well you know where I come from you know this and that I said well we don't have those we don't have that uh um uh, not explanation. What am I? What am I trying to say? We don't have that excuse. We don't have that excuse anymore because it is so easy now to tap into these different environments mm -hmm. where people have these different mindsets and that's cultivating these different atmospheres. Yeah, physically, physically, I may be in the hood somewhere, yeah. you know, but I can tune into this to this podcast. I can tune into this uh, this uh, video. On, on YouTube and take my mind somewhere else where I'm able to see beyond the four walls that I'm in, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's one thing that I really love about, you know, the podcasting space and, and definitely YouTube to be able to send those messages out, you know, because that was a big part of, of my journey when I started because I was, you know, realizing where I was at as far as in the, the space where I was at. And I'm like, all right, I need some inspiration. And so I went yeah. to YouTube and started looking up, you know, uh, inspirational speakers and things like that, which took me on a whole nother journey, you know, which is part of how I even learned about podcasting and all of that. Like that's, you know, it was through that journey just for me saying, I need to find some inspiration and going on YouTube and finding some, you know, this one person that I was introduced to who I had never even heard of before, you know, and introduced to that one person and began to follow him. And then through him, I was meeting up, you know, was connected to all these other people that he was connected to, yeah. which opened up a whole lot of stuff for me, you know, even in just in the, in the entrepreneur uh, space, because it was through that, that I started uh, find out about the speakers program, that I found out about a real estate program, that I found out about the podcast, you know, program to start a podcast. So just for me looking for inspiration outside of these four walls that I went to YouTube on my phone, opened up a whole nother world for me, you know? And so that's why I really love, you know, the podcasting space, the YouTube space. And now we don't have those excuses anymore. Mm -hmm. It's too easy. It's to too find easy. The information that you're trying to get to now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is way too easy. I think, I think what will have to happen is someone will have to, have a really, really tough, difficult, and real conversation with themselves to get themselves out of their own way because that's the only thing that's standing in the way is you. You know, move, opening up your mind 
um, you're going to have to explore a level of vulnerability to, to navigate through those different communities and to put yourself out there to find, because what it's out there. If you're looking for the positivity, um, if you're looking for the inspiration, the education on so many different things, it's out there. It is mm-hmm. absolutely 110% up to us to go out and find it. It's no one's job to say here. Great if you have a circle who does that. And most of us do like, hey, let me put you up on this person or let, let me connect you with this person. But it's not, that they're not obligated to do that, you right. know, but but as an individual, it's your obligation to go out there to to find what it is that you're looking for. Hey, hey, hey. If you're enjoying this content, do not forget to rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, be sure to rate and review. It helps us reach more people in more ways. Now, let's get back to some resilience. Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it comes to it comes to a point where it's like you have to uh but say if you want something different, you got to do something different, mm-hmm. right? And so this is one of the things I, w- I was telling my son because I put him on to a, a um, it's an internet radio station mm-hmm. that plays uh, motivational speakers, right? It's like a lot of different motivational speakers, but they play it to a soundtrack of music. So it's easier to digest because you, you know, you bump your head to the music yeah. or whatever. So you are e- easier to digest these messages, right? And so I was telling him, I'm like, the reason why you know, you, you can't listen to it is because you don't listen to it. You know, I said, you, you have to start listening to it for, in order for it to take, take root in you. Cause I know what you listen to, you know, I've listened to what you, you know, I've heard you playing it. So I know what you listen to and yeah, this is a whole nother thing, you know, but this is better than what you're listening to on a, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. But the reason why you're not connecting with it because you haven't connected with it, Yeah, you know, you so gotta give you it gotta that start chance. start listening to it and start listening to it and start really contemplating on these messages that you're hearing uh, in a positive sense. And once you start getting some of that and that start feeding your spirit, then you are, oh yeah, this is what I do. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm on this motivation. I'm on this inspiration. I'm on this, you know, entrepreneurial stuff, you know, but you have to do it first. You know, yep. like it's, 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 there's a, a space where you got to force feed yourself you know, something. And then yep. you realize, okay, it's good for me. Then it'll be easier for you to just do it on your own. Yep. Yeah. It's easier to digest at that point, but you gotta, you gotta get through the root of it. Um, one thing I did about five years ago, I implemented um, 30 minutes of educational, inspirational, or motivational content every single day, whether it was reading, reading a book, listening to a book, because Audible is my jam. um ted talks youtube videos podcasts like at least 30 minutes every single day now it's like second nature i don't even think about it when i go you know i clock into my nine to five i throw my headphones on i'm probably putting i'm definitely putting on a podcast or i'm listening to an audio book something that's going to teach me something that's going to elevate me of course i throw music on from time to time because i think there's space for that Mm -hmm. but but when you become real about your growth and what it is that you want your life to look like you start to understand that you're going to have to make those adjustments over excuses every single time yeah and one of the things i I had to do because i definitely like you said audible i love it you know, because one of the, one of the hardest things that it is for a lot of us to do is to read. Mm-hmm. You know, and to and some sometimes we just don't have the time to sit still and read a book. Yeah, you know, Audible is one of the best things that ever came out because I can read while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, so while I'm, I'm working, while I'm walking, while I'm running, whatever it is, but I'm still getting this information, you know, around the clock. And so, yeah, I, I definitely tapped into Audible, definitely tapped into YouTube. And I love that fact, like with the new TVs and stuff, you connect it to your, to your internet and just pull up YouTube on your TV. Yep. Cause I don't watch TV. I don't have cable, 
You know what I'm saying? Got money, <laughs> I got to watch it. You know, but I spend, if I'm watching anything, I'm watching some videos off YouTube. Yeah. You know, something inspirational or something, you know, learning something. Um, and so, but even with that, you know, one of the things that I also had to make sure that I did that it works for me is not only do I have to put out time for that, uh, that learning and that, you know, uh, taking in information, I have to also set a time for that quiet time. That quiet time where I sometimes I have to turn everything off. I ain't got no music on. I ain't got no TV on. I ain't got, you know, everything is quiet. And it's just me and my thoughts, you know, and especially when I'm writing and I'm trying to be uh, productive on different things. Mm-hmm. There are some times that I feel like, okay, in order for me to really focus on what I'm doing, I got to shut everything down. Yeah. And so that space of quietness is like a, 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 like a magnifier to me sometimes. Yeah. And I get in that quiet space and I'm just like... I'm knocking stuff out. I'm writing, sending emails, writing books, whatever, you know. <laughs> and so I, I think it's it's important that, you know, definitely while we're getting our, our information and we're sending out setting apart time to, you know, receive information, but then we also send out time to have that quiet time where we're just reflecting on the information that we've already, you know, uh received to give ourselves time to process it. You know, and then not only process it, but then activate it and start putting yeah. it in our lives. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, you mentioned you're an author. Mm-hmm. Say more. Say more. So I've written three ebooks okay. uh, as of now, and I'm working on uh, my first uh, hardcover book. And so um, the three ebooks. Uh, one is called "From Males to Men," so okay. it's a uh, basically a male mentoring you know, a uh, book that is kind of based off my male mentoring program, mm-hmm. you know, and so I kind of base it off that and put some of the principles in, in that uh, book in there um, to help young men. The second one is called um, uh, Four Core, which is the four core values that every daughter should get her, from her father. Mm. Right? And so that one came from being in the, the fatherless daughter space, yeah. you know, and uh, taking into consideration what I was learning about the fatherless daughters and then thinking about myself as a father to my daughter, you know, it was like, okay, what are those things that, you know, she should be able to get from me, if nothing else, like the, mm-hmm. at its root, what are those four things? And so is um, affirmation, is uh, love and affection, is protection, and uh, what is the other one? I knew my mind was gonna go blank when I got ready to say it. <laughs> so it's affirmation, uh, protection, love and affection, affirmation, protection. I can't think of the last one right now, but <laughs> gotcha. my, mind, yeah. my mind went blank. So the last one, uh, which is the last one that I wrote, is, is an ebook called Forgiving Me. Right, mm-hmm. it's the four steps to self forgiveness, and so one of the things I was blessed to be a part of this year, um, I was contacted and I was asked that I want if I would mind being a part of a uh, forgiveness workshop. Okay, where we talked about forgiveness, and so I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll be a part of it. And so, uh, in the midst of that, doing that, it was a virtual event. So in the midst of doing that virtual event, you know, we talked about forgiveness, forgiveness of, us, of others, you know, forgiveness, forgiveness of self. And we was kind of going through that. And someone asked a question uh, about how do you begin to forgive yourself? And, you know, and, I, and this is another thing that I love about the podcast is because sometimes it, it, it pulled things out of you that you didn't even know was in you. Uh-huh. Right. And so when that question was asked, my mind automatically started like it clicked on and it was like okay when we deal with self uh self-forgiveness let's look at the word self as an acronym Mm -hmm. and so the s would stand for what was the season of life that you were in at that time you know because there is a a season that we go through you know where we up or down or whatever what season were you in right so we're going to take that in consideration then the e what was the emotional state that you were in you know, so I think I, I always, when I talk about that, I talk about when my mom passed away. Emotionally, I was a wreck, yeah. right? So there could have been some decisions I may have made out of that emotional space that now as a healed person that I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. But I have to take in consideration where I was, uh-huh. right? And so the L stands for uh, limited information. 
because sometimes we make decisions just because we don't have the facts, mm-hmm. we don't have all the full facts. So going off, you know, what we have at the time, we may make some decisions that we don't agree with later. Yeah. And then the F would just be forgiving yourself by recognizing that taking in consideration all the others at the time that you made whatever decision that you're holding a grudge against yourself for now, you are doing the best that you could at that time. That time. And so yeah. that's the uh, forgiveness self uh, uh, ebook. And so my my um, my hardcover book that I'm working on is called Get Off the Floor, right? The floor. So okay. that one is is based on principles that I've learned over my lifetime of having getting up and then falling back down. Mm. You know, because I've had times in my life where literally I was on the floor. Yeah. You know, and even like talking about my mom's house, you know, there was a when I went through my first divorce, you know, saying, okay, I got to move back home. So now I'm at home sleeping on the floor in the basement at my mom's house, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was like, okay, what lessons did I learn during that period that allowed me to get back up, you know, and go forward? So it's, it's, it's called Get Off the Floor. And it, it just goes through a lot of different times where I, where I was going up. And went back down for some reason. And yeah. then those lessons that I learned in that process to get back up, you know. And uh, so I'm still working on that. Uh, hopefully I, I'll be done soon. Um, I'm working on the, the website, which is uh, dealhealfulfill.org. Okay. Hopefully that'll be done uh, soon. And then, you know, the books will be on there. Uh, the ebooks will be on there. Also, I have an uh, inspirational t-shirt line. Uh, called Deal to Heal Tees uh, okay. on Shopify. And so I'm trying to put all of that in that one, you know, website so where everybody can go. So, uh, you know, to the listeners, keep that in mind. It's dealhealfulfill.org, O-R-G. And uh, that's it, where it's going to be at. So we're, we're working on it right now. So hopefully soon that'll be up. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And I'll definitely make sure I add all of that into the show notes so we know, you know, how to support you um, and what you're doing, because I think what you're doing is so, so, so necessary. It's so necessary. Um, do you have anything that you would want to um, to share with our listeners, any tips or anything in particular that you want, that you want them to know? Um, you know what, right now, and, and this just seems to be in my space right now. I've been having a lot of conversations about relationships mm-hmm. and, and love and things like that and where people are. And some people are really going through a hard time, you know, in their lives because of their relationships, you know. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and, you know, we talk about some of our other friends and, you know, got some friends that was talking about uh, committing suicide and things mm-hmm. like that because of the things that they're going through in their relationships. And I'm like, the reason why is because so many people are looking to other people for their happiness. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to find your own happiness. You know, I shouldn't be, I can't be number one, but then I shouldn't be responsible for your happiness. Yeah. You know? And I would say in, in any relationship that I go into, you know, my goal as a person, I think should, and also should be the other person's goal is on a daily basis, what can I do to make this other person's life better? Yeah. So that should be my goal, but it shouldn't be my responsibility. Absolutely. Right? So your responsibility to yourself is to do everything you can for yourself to bring your own happiness. So when I come into the picture, I'm adding to that, mm. you know, and if I come into the picture and I'm taken away from that, then you know to cut me loose, but it doesn't change your state. It yes. doesn't change where you feel because you build up your own happiness and you're responsible for why you feel and the, the things that you're getting out of your own life. And I think that so many of us are looking for outside people, outside forces to fill the voids that we have on the inside that the only one can fill is us. Yeah. And so when we take on a responsibility of our own actions, our own happiness, our own lifestyle, our own whatever, and own it. You know, like it's mine, it's my responsibility to change whatever I don't like mm-hmm. and make it to where I like it. So if nobody else helps me, nobody else comes to my rescue, nobody else does anything else for me, I'm still happy with myself because I've, you know, did the work 
to secure my own happiness. And so if anybody else comes into my life, they even come in to add. And if they're not adding, then they're going to subtract because I'm going to subtract them, but I'm going to stay at this space that I've created for myself. And so I think that's that's the thing that I want everybody to get uh, just off the top of my head because that's kind of been in my space. Like you are responsible for your own happiness, number one. And then you're responsible for your own life and the things that you you know, you achieve or whatever, like that's, that's your job, you know, and you've got to take the responsibility to make it what it is you want it to be. Absolutely. I agree with that 110%. You know, like I was saying earlier, like you are, it's your responsibility. It's no one else's responsibility to make you be who you could be or, or to pull out your potential. You got to get out of, we got to get out of our own ways and and really step into who it is that we want to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, like, yeah, 110%, it is our responsibility to take care of us. No one else should be trying to make us happy. You Well, not, let me not say that. It's not anyone's responsibility to make us happy. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure I change that language. If they, they can bring joy and happiness to you, but you need to know how to have that same joy and happiness if they are not there. And I think, and I think in relationships, that's kind of where the disconnect or the trouble starts to brew. And that's where that lies is, we, like you said, we depend on other people for our happiness solely. And it's like, okay, you're not making me happy. Um, my life is horrible and you're not doing what you need to do. But wait a minute, that's on you. And I think that's why, <clears throat> I think that's why in this, in this culture that we're in now, that we're always having the, the, the fight now is what do you bring to the table? Mm. Right. Everybody like, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? Well, if I'm bringing this or whatever, it's because we're not whole. Yeah. You know? And so if I'm whole, I don't even care what you bring it to the table because my table is full already. You know, so if you are, if you only bring in the snacks, cool. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because I'm good. But I think there's so many of us have this table and there's nothing on it. And so what we want to know is what you bring in. Mm-hmm. You know, what what do you what have you prepared for yourself? If you got this table in front of you and this is your meal, what have you prepared for yourself to say on my table, I got, you know, greens, I got, you know, cornbread, I got whatever that's already spread out. So I'm good. So then when I ask you, what are you bringing? I'm only asking because, you know, hey, I'm good. I just want to know that you're not coming empty handed. Yeah, exactly. You're you're not about to come with an empty plate. You're about to fill up your plate with my stuff. Ah, right, right. Like, so I want you to bring something, but if you don't bring nothing, it's not going to change my table. Absolutely. But I think so many of us has this blank table, and so at the very beginning, we're like, "What are you bringing? You know, what are you bringing?" So you're looking mm-hmm. at each other, you know, man. And then that's only going to lead to uh, um, if I feel like I'm bringing too much, or you're not bringing enough, then there go the relationship right there, yep. and there's you more know? conflict. So, yeah. Again, we got to start with ourselves. You know, you should have your own table. You should be filled within yourself because of the things that you have uh, applied and supplied for yourself. And so that when you go into a relationship, you're offering the things that are on your table. Look, I'm offering this spread before you. This is what I'm bringing, you know. So whatever you bring is a plus, but this is what I already have accomplished for myself. And so if you're not bringing something or sometimes let's just take the person that, you know, may not in a pos- be in a position to bring something to the table right now, mm-hmm. but they have the potential to do it. So I'm not automatically looking down on you because you don't have nothing to add to my table at this time. But I've done so much for myself and supplied so much for myself that I have enough to share. Yeah. So now that you're coming to the picture, hey, I know you're not where you want to be right now. I, you might not even be where I want you to be right now. But you can share in what I have until you're in a position to add to what I have. Mm-hmm. But I'm not coming into it looking like, what do you have already? You know, because I've already done enough for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I always, at the very, very end of the day, regardless of who you are, where you are, what you have going on, I will always believe that if you do not take care of yourself, 
if you cannot show up for yourself, you cannot fully show up for anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, if you can't pour from an empty pitcher, yeah. you can't fill up somebody else's cup from an empty cup. That I can't right. pour anything out of this because there's nothing in it. Feel right. me? <laughs> we have to make sure we're doing what we need to do to keep this full so we have it to share, to pour, mm -hmm. and to, you know. And, and also learning not to be expecting too much. You know, I don't, if I'm pouring out of my pitcher, I don't expect anybody else to come refill my pitcher. That's on me. That's what I got to do. Right. You know, right. being of service, that's what we do. We, we're we pouring into others and also pouring into ourselves. Right. You know, yeah. now granted. And, that, and that's a lesson that, that sometimes is hard for us as the people, you know, uh, who everyone looks to for help or everyone looks to for support because we want to be that person. We are that person, mm -hmm. right? And so, but we also have to take in consideration that that self-help, right? And that self-care to make sure while we're caring about everybody else, we're also taking time to care for ourselves so that we don't get to the point where uh, we're pouring out of an empty cup. And now the people who we swore to help, we now resent them because they needed our help. Uh -huh. And now we've given so much of, of ourselves. Now we feel like, okay, who's helping me? You yeah. know, and we started turning those courses inwardly, you know, and you start feeling some type of way because you're not getting what you need. But as the person who holds the picture, it's your job to pour out, but make sure before you get empty, you go out and replenish yourself. So yeah. that has to be our job. Absolutely, absolutely. Ernest, how can we find you on social media? Where can we find you? You can find me on uh, Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, and on Spotify at Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. You'll find me on all, uh, and on TikTok. Well, I think I may have a different name on TikTok. <laughs> too. But uh, Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. Um, again, Instagram, Facebook, uh, definitely on YouTube. I'm definitely trying to get my YouTube following up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's where you can find me at, uh, Ernest James. And again, keep in mind, dealhealfulfill.org. We're working on the website and uh, just keep checking on it. One day you're going to click up and then you, you're going to see my face. And it's like, going to oh, be there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was coming. He said it was coming. Here we are. Yeah. Yes. Perfect, perfect. All right, I have one final question for you. Okay. What is your definition of resilience? Resilience is the uh, attitude and fortitude to keep going when everything else is going wrong. Mm. Right. Uh, one thing my mom used to say all the time is it's right to do right. And so sometimes we're in a world where there's a lot of wrong that's going on. There's a lot of wrong going on it's around us. Sometimes there's some wrong done to us. Mm -hmm. But our reply has to be, what are we going to do? You know, how are we going to react to it? And so taking that, you know, advice from my mom is right to do right. And as long as you consider, continue to do right by yourself, to do right by others, right is going to come back around to you. Mm. And so in the midst of everything that's going wrong, you know, we have to have the mindset of being, you know, resilient and persistent and keep pressing forward in the right way. No matter how much it seems that, you know, those who are doing everything wrong or the wrong way seems to be prospering. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's a, a scripture in the Bible say, don't be weary of well-doing, you know, because you have a job to do. And as you move in the right ways, yeah, it may seem like everybody else, you know, some of those people who you may look at and say, he did, the, you know, he got rich the wrong way. He did the wrong thing, you know, but don't get weary for those people, you know, because what seems like success in some aspect, you know, but keep fighting your fight and keep pressing through to do things the right way. Because when your blessings come, can't nobody take it. Can nobody, you know, talk about it? Can nobody, you know, say you did anything wrong to get it? Because it's going to be well-deserved, you know, on your part. And I believe that God definitely answers our prayers. And he rewards us who works diligently and righteously in our lives. And so when we talk about resilience, definitely keep pressing forward. 
you know, and doing things the right way. Like my mom says, right to do right. And so do things the right way and right is going to come, right is going to come your way. How about that? I like that. That, that was a, I ask this question at the end of every podcast. And if I, if I've done 30 interviews, I've gotten 30 different answers and they are all, you think of one word of resilience, right? And it's the base your, you know, you have your basic definition. You would never think that that's, that you could get perspective and definitions of this one word in so many different ways, yet it all ties into resilience and action. Mm-hmm. Like resilience is an action. It is a thing that we do every, every day. And the way you just put it, the attitude and the fortitude to keep going when things are not going your way, like that, that ultimate bounce back. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's that was it. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Again, like I said, that's, that's part of my story. You know, even with the, like I said, to get off the floor, I've, I've been on the floor a whole lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was having a conversation, uh, with a young lady I, re- I recorded with the other day, and she was saying, you know, when they grew up, she didn't realize that they were poor. Mm-hmm. You know, I told her, I, I knew I was poor. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was poor. You know, I was sleeping on the floor. It's, it's, uh, I got eight sisters and brothers, so it's nine of us siblings. We all on the kitchen floor, you know, in front of the stove. You know, that whole story, like real life. So, yeah, I was on the floor. Yeah. So I knew I was poor. You know what I mean? And so that resilience is go from there, say, okay, this is my starting point, you know, mm-hmm. but how high can I reach from this low point? Yeah. You know, and that's where that resilience kick in. Like, all right, I, I got a work to do. I got a job to do and nobody's going to do it for me. Yeah. And even if somebody is going to do it for me, I can't wait for them to come. Mm-hmm. You know, they meet you halfway. Exactly. You know, by the time you get to me, I done already took five steps. You know what I mean? And then you can help me get to 10. Mm-hmm. But I can't sit at zero and sit at the bottom of the steps and say, well, I'm just waiting for them to come come save me. Yeah. You know, no, we got to get up and we got to, you know, we got to get, get pressed into it. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Ernest, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your very busy day to mm-hmm. sit down and, and share a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story and sharing some t- stories, tips and strategies on how to, you know, how to implement resilience and put it into action. No problem, no problem. Thank you, first of all, for having me, you know, and then thank you for having this 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 platform, you know, because we have a we have a voice and we have a story. And we have a responsibility of what we put out to the world. And I'm, I'm not going to get started on a whole nother thing. But I was having a conversation with somebody else the other day, you know, and that we were talking about the images and messages that, that people are putting out on social media. And when we were talking, we were talking about children. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that forget the children, some of the messages and images that the adults are putting out to the mm-hmm. world. And it's like, really, that's how you're representing yourself. That's how you're representing, you know. And so we all have a, we have a job and we have a responsibility of the messages that we put out into the world, you know. And so even just looking at you and look at your background, you got dream big, you got dream on the wall, you know what I mean? So there was messages that you choose to put out to the world to have, you know, like-minded people who are in that same mindset to come on and give them a platform to not only put out your vision, but to put out their vision into the world. I think that is a, a great thing. And so I thank you also, not only for having me on, but even if you never had me on, I'm going to thank you for being a catalyst to put out the messages to the world that's going to make the world a better place. I really appreciate that. That that hit me right here in the fields. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to hold space. <laughs> you know, I'm just here to hold space. Like, I, lo- I love this. Like, I'm I'm going to do this probably for as long as I can. I can continue to, to breathe, you know, because I just love, I love collecting stories and being able to share those stories in such a capacity, such a way that influences and inspires, you know. Mm-hmm. I could sit here and I could interview like, 
like a whole different set of people. And that could be the messages and that could be the information I, that I put out. And I, I, I refuse to do that. So mm-hmm. I'm, it's going to be positivity, um, inspiration, education, and realness on this podcast. And, and you brought all of that today. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Of course. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate and review. And remember, resilience in action will always lead to a greater human experience.